You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. And special guest, Kathy Axabal Cordero. <laughs> <laughs> we want to welcome back our dear friend, Kathy. She is the owner of Hidden Crystal Tarot, and her motto is wellness and woo for your kids and you. I encourage you to check out this website. Um, It's fabulous and has a lot to do with tarot and integrating the lessons of the moon and the tarot with working with your family. It's just, it's a lovely vibe that I encourage everyone to check out. But lately, Kathy has been uh, drawn to focus on live event coaching, which is so timely as we get back into the swing of meeting with people and She's really focusing, she's using her event planning background to really help leaders and groups come together and have successful gatherings because now more than ever, any event that you put on was always going to be uh, not a challenge, but something to put a lot of energy into to ensure its success. And now there's these little hidden extras that Kathy has a system of helping uh, people and coaching them through so that they have successful gatherings. So with that, I welcome Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Hello. Thank you for having me. I was on here many moons ago and we had such a good time. So so glad to be back. Oh, good. So glad to have you back. Yeah. Thank you. Can can you let our listeners know a little bit like what exactly is event coaching and yeah, absolutely. how did you get into it? So for the last 20 years before I followed my curiosity to tarot and creating my business, I've had my whole career since college in event production. And that's all been in creating milestone events on campus, in businesses, milestone birthdays, all of these things are just so engaging and it's so fun to connect with people over the most important moment of their year sometimes. Yeah. And it's just been a blessing to be able to be a part of that. And it just has always come really naturally to me to create these events and watch it unfold. It's like creating a maze that you've masterminded and you've put a lot of time into and you're sitting in the middle and you're waiting for people to come and then people (laughs) (laughs) and people experience and experience it in different ways they go to different activities or booths or they go to see different speakers they talk with different people and everyone comes out different everyone comes out just having bounced off of everyone's energy having learned having grown And that experience has just been so beautiful and profound to me my whole life. So it just came really naturally to pursue event production um, as a career. And now having explored tarot and focusing on energy and spirituality for myself and blending the two together of this 
masculine structure of action and doing and logistics and timelines of events. So you make sure everything gets done, but also blending that with this feminine energy of slowing down and following your flow and working with your natural skills to see this garden grow around you. It's been a delight to create this structure and help other coaches and healers and leaders, entrepreneurs connect with their community in person. Um, So that's generally how I've found my way back to events because, you know, I've been working on tarot and hitting crystal tarot and wellness and woo for, for kids and you, um, and just wanting to work with my own skills from those past 20 years before tarot and blending the two together. Well, that's great. I love the metaphor of a maze for mm. an event. I love that. Um, it, cause it is true. Everybody sort of approaches it differently and with a different set of expectations and energetic patterns. So I love that. That was great. Kathy, do you think you could explain a little bit what your energy work would be like for uh, someone who wanted to engage in your event? Absolutely. Um, so what I'm reaching out to, what I'm looking for is other coaches, healers, leaders, people who have created these online communities. And it's really boomed, obviously, over the last few years of everyone being home, because mm-hmm. truly, we've all been searching for connection. We've all been searching for what lights us up beyond our work structure or what we're used to. So it's been really a a great time to connect with other people who have built these communities, have been the lighthouses for their own people. And what I'd like to do is connect with them so that they can connect with their people in person. Because I think over this time at home, we've really recognized the value of our time, the preciousness of our time, and the importance of connection, of the relationships we've built. And we continue to build with the people in our families, our friends, our workspaces. It's so important to foster and grow those relationships. And what I want to do is I want to work with these people who've been lighthouses for their communities and help them just create fun, simple, easy events that let them shine in their coaching method. They all have different ways of how they show up. So I want them to highlight what they do and just share my structure of creating the events. Because I feel like sometimes when people think of events, it's like so ominous. It's so like uh, an unformed structure of, I don't know where to start. I don't know what the first thing to do is. I don't know how to make sure I stay within budget. It's just so many logistical things that may not come naturally to people or you know, with a list of a hundred action items, like which ones are actually important, which ones will pay off, which ones will actually be of importance and being able to share what I've learned over all this time in events with people who, you know, don't have that experience. I think it's something that I can share with them in a different way. Yeah. I loved what you said earlier when you were talking about the masculine energy and the feminine Mm. energy and being a fellow tarot geek, of course, that reminds (laughs) me of the empress and the emperor because the Mm. emperor doesn't grow anything. He creates the structure. He's society, right? He's rules and regulations and it can go wrong, but if you do it right, he's creating the container. And then the empress is like the vine just growing up and in over these forms. It's, it gives her a place to grow. So, you know, so many times when we're planning events, we tip one way or the other, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have that nice blend. Sometimes it's overly structured and then nobody has, nobody has fun. 
Nobody has fun <laughs> throwing a party where it's just like cleaning for, you know, and just like cleaning and shopping and it's all masculine, masculine, masculine. There's no like letting it breathe. What does it want to be? What does the event want to be? And then you have the other way where it's like, let's just see what happens. And then, you know, everybody ends up in a field somewhere lost and confused <laughs> and following their bliss. So, so, so you blend those two for people. Do you find ways of like, do people tend to be more masculine when they come to you and they need to let it breathe or what, or yeah. do they just kind of come and they're like, I, I don't know. I just want people to get together and you got to get the masculine in there. How, how, how do people work with you? I think it's really a blend of the two. I think a lot of people go into it thinking like, oh, I've got to start with my, my, my budget. I've got to start with my timeline. But then when the event starts rolling, I, in terms of planning, you're like, oh, but who doesn't like balloons? Who doesn't <laughs> want cake? Yeah, that's great. Let's go. Let's go for this too. Let's add that. And then that's why people lose money, right? Because then right. everything is so exciting. Everything's so shiny. It's like when you go into a store and you're like, I'm going to get that malachite crystal. Cause I think oh. I really want to buy with that energy right now. Yeah. And you come out with a little bag, jingle, 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 full of different things because mm-hmm. you just get so distracted and not just distracted, but just you're excited about everything. So how do you bottle that up? Right. Yeah. So my thing is just to work with everyone where they start and just to bottle up that energy and then funnel it towards the next clear step, funnel it towards right. like, okay, let's start what I like to start with is a powerful event purpose. And what I mean by a powerful event purpose is something that everyone can latch onto before, during, and after the event. Something Mm. that we can go into and say, okay, we're going to celebrate. We're going to focus on, we're going to learn this today. And then with that focus, that's timely and specific. The specificity is so important. Going into it with this one thing everyone, you're shining a light that says, Hey, people who want this come to me and come to me. This is what we're going to focus on. Mm. Maybe you're my person. If this resonates with you and then they come, you fill your room with all these people ready for that one focus. And then when they're in the room, they're prepared. They're ready. They're like, I came here for that. Not like other things can be interesting and we can veer off, but I came for that one thing. So they've already come in with a focused energy. And when they do that, and when you're there and you're vibing and you're talking and you're listening and you're working off one in another, then you can really direct it as the coach that you are, or as the leader that you are, or as the business leader that you are. It's so much easier when there's one thing that's stated ahead of time that you can go into looking for, and you can be there asking about in the moment. And it's like, that's what's great about being in person and live, right? You're looking at each other in the face, you're eyes to eyes, and you're able to, as the coach or the person who's leading the event, you're able to see how people are reacting, right? You see mm-hmm. those micro expressions and you see the the lift of the eyebrow or the unknown glance or the talking to someone next to them because they didn't understand what just happened and you can guide that energy and bring them back and you can fine tune it for their understanding. Um, I just think that's so fun and being able to guide them through what they need to do to get there with the logistical and the, like the flowing energy is so important. I think I answered I where we were that. going, right? No, I love that. No, I'm, I'm totally nerding out on your answer because oh, you're, you're getting into energy and on a yeah. tangential, I remember when I was getting married, I spent months just focusing on the 
feeling that I wanted Mm. people to come away with the feeling that they were going to have. And that's sort of what I'm equating to you saying, what's the the stated purpose? What's the goal of this event? You know, so just feeling that and sort of priming the environment. So when people came in with their own energy, it was all going into, you had mentioned before, like a vortex, you're creating a vortex of energies when you're together. So I just love that. It sounds like you're the magician. It sounds like you're, you know, doing alchemy and, and working with energies. And we haven't been able to do that in a long time. No, we haven't. And we have just such a great opportunity to do that now because people are looking for, I think people are looking for community and connecting in person. Um, But I also think people are wary about showing up. They don't want to just show up to show up, right? We're not into obligations. We're not into have to do's or should to do's. We're into like focusing on what lights us up. We're focusing on what we've been, what we've nurtured in this time at home and finding that community to grow with about that. Because this time, well, for me, this time at home has really been about what excites me, my personal self journey of discovery, right? So, you know, I did a lot of the things like houseplants, and oh, yeah. did sourdough starter. I did those. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't last as well <laughs> as tarot and um, energy healing and chakras. <laughs> but, you know, the things that really let you up will survive and they'll resonate yeah. during and after that time. And so just being able to focus on that, it's just been so much fun. That's great. <laughs> Have you led events on your own, Kathy, for your purpose, either with tarot or with energy work yourself? Or are right now, are you um, assisting others in, in using their platform? I'm focused on assisting others with their platforms. Um, I feel like I have the most reach with helping people with my expertise doing that. Um, but it's funny because that you mentioned that because two of you <laughs> yeah. were coming to my event before the pandemic started. Yeah. I think that's, oh, I was so excited. I think we'll go back to that eventually. I but it was an so. event. Oh, me too. It was an immersive event so that you came and then you got to sign up for different readers, healers, and just different modalities at the event. So you can have a, a mini session anyone, any coaches or healers who's interested in this, feel free to use it, please. Cause it's such a good, <laughs> it's such a good flow. They came, they would come in, they would have a sound bath with everybody. There would be a speaker. And then the rest of the two hours was going to be little mini sessions, 15 minutes with different modalities that they hadn't tried before. So that way they can just connect with a lot of people, see how they interacted, see how they interacted with one another. And hopefully they'd be able to find like their person that day and be able to continue that connection and guidance from that. And I just think immersive events, sensory experiential events is the way to go. We don't want to just show up for, like I said, like obligatory things, right? Things that we've done before. We want to engage all of our senses. I feel like we've been a little dulled since we've been like mainly online. So everyone's kind of like heightened and ready to experience things in person. Um, And yeah, I think right now my time is just focused on connecting with these other people so they can be the beacon for their communities. It's like speed dating for different modalities. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is it it akin also to um, like spirit fairs? Is it akin to that where, you know, a spirit fair? What are spirit fairs? Well, well, you have different tarot readers and you may have mm-hmm. um, 
um, oracle readers, you have uh, people doing healing, the same kind of thing. It's just a lot of different people with the different kind of um, disciplines and interests. Mm-hmm. Usually they sell, you know, they're selling crystals and, and it just brings the community out. And, um, you know, people sometimes, um, I don't want to say churches, uh, spiritual groups, you know, will have them and their community. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes um, it'll just be in a, in a city. Haven't seen them obviously in a while because mm-hmm. um, of the lockdown, but um, yeah, they're very beneficial. Um, a lot of times you're speakers, you know, you can go and listen to somebody for a little bit. And, and like uh, Kathy says, you're trying out a lot of different uh, people and different views of it. Uh, most of the time uh, is, well, I guess it's always going to depend on who you're working with, right, Kathy, and how mm-hmm. it'll be directed to, but it's always going to be spiritual and energy and healing. Is, is that the work that you're doing to assist people? Honestly, I'm open to connecting with anybody who has mm-hmm. their community and wants to meet with them in person. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But I think it'll attract a lot of healers. I think it'll attract a lot of readers. The idea of like connecting this magical and structural um, balance, like with the Empress and the Emperor, like you mentioned, like that balance working together, like they're strong on their own, but together they can sure move some mountains. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's creation, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, working with anyone who's looking for that connection and drive to show up for their people. I'm happy to meet with them and connect with them. And also just wanted to share some other things like you can use these steps. Like I'm sharing free content of like a free event checklist and um, different things that people will focus on and how to amplify it on my social media. Um, And, and you can use this for anything. Like if you're just happening upon my feed, like it is directed towards coaches, but really you can use that powerful event purpose for any event. Like, and I would suggest it. Like I use that for my daughter's birthday um, when she turned six and I, and you know, usually it's like, okay, let's just get everyone together. Let's have some fun and eat cake and talk and just enjoy each other's company, which is perfectly fine and well, but I, I, having a powerful event purpose, again, focuses everyone's energy going in and during to, um, highlight that thing. So for my daughter's birthday, it was let's recognize her growth in the last year. It's it's simple, mm. but it's direct. And with that, I was able to think of some activities that we could do for her. So at home, we, we always try to teach them leadership. And so I had this like little bucket of questions that spoke to what she's been doing the past year, like counting to 100 or um, small division or fractions. And she started MMA. She's six and she's doing MMA. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> And so like one of the things was like, do scorpion, which is you're lying on your, it's kind of like, um, you're lying on your stomach and you're pushing up. What is that? Is this the down dog? Python? Not the down, uh, oh, that's, uh, cobra. No, what is yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Cobra. Oh, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're like doing that, but then you put your leg up behind you to your head. Right. Oh, wow. So you're just super so, flexible. So something Angela won't be doing. Okay. <laughs> You, you lost me up, put your foot to your head. So. <laughs> oh, well, me too. Apparently I cannot yeah. do it. <laughs> but so one of the questions was, Zoe, you know, share the scorpion, teach everyone what the scorpion is. 
because that's something she learned in the past year. And she got down and she was so excited. And she's like, okay, get on your stomach, put your leg to your head. And she was bending backwards. And then everyone just having a, having a hoot, you know, watching her do it. And then even some of my aunts, they got down and they were trying to do it themselves, (laughs) 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 which we all couldn't do. Of course. (laughs) Once the bones set, they don't do that anymore, but that's no. That's six. That is six. And six alone, maybe yeah. in a couple more years. But yeah, so having that powerful event purpose to focus on her growth in the last year specifically, it was yeah. really, it was our intention to focus on that. Everyone saw that and was able to engage with that energy. So it was really fun to recognize like how she'd grown um, and what she, how far she'd come. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, like you can use like the tips and different ideas that I share online for anything. And I hope everyone does. Like it's not just for coaches and healers, yeah. but it, it can have some, some reach in those realms. Well, you're showing the example that you're not only uh, working with it, you live it and it's in your home, Absolutely. correct? Mm-hmm. Have you always been um, that open and um, purposeful with your children from the get-go? Is this something you developed a little bit later? I think from the get-go, mm-hmm. I've um, I've always been open to like different energies and being able to talk to them about anything and just being honest with them. I mean, when I was a kid, my parents, if they had to go out, you know, it's always that it, the attachment was very strong and it's natural in that sense. And so when they'd leave, they would they would um, hide, right? And they'd sneak out. <laughs> <laughs> So then like, I wouldn't have that abrupt, like, oh no, where are they? Don't go. And it's a struggle for everybody. And then me, I mean, it is a struggle, but I've always just been upfront with them from when they were kids of being like, Hey, I'm going to work. I really enjoy what I work, what I do at work. And I want you to know that I'll spend time with you when I get home just on you. And so they were just able to have a different language and understanding of what that time apart and together, I think meant or at least I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like in that same respect, I just try to be honest with them and everything that I'm doing with energy and tarot is so fulfilling. I can't imagine not sharing those things with them. Like we even do a garden altar outside where um, we'll gather up some herbs or some dried herbs I have in my like kitchen witch cupboard and we'll put some things in there and then we'll mash it up and we'll make a spell and we'll go outside and we'll sprinkle it outside of our of our thresholds and we'll go into the garden. I've got this, I don't know how, it's just always been there, this huge rock in our garden. And then we'll spread it around and make a little circle and we'll talk <laughs> over it. <laughs> and just, well, I think the main thing for the kids though is translating it in a way that they understand. Yeah. You know, I can't use a lot of the spells or different things. Like I read straight from a book. Like I always have to explain it to them and use their language so that they can, they can um, grow from it and have fun with it too. And they're really enjoying it. Sounds like it's fun to be your child. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Thanks. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's really, that's lovely to see you incorporate it in your life and for your children. So thanks. it becomes yes, um, like just it. a way that's how they express themselves and that's what they know. Right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And they've done all these rhymes because I think, you know, they get into that melody of, of um, some common spells or something yeah. that we make up <laughs> and they're always walking around making these poems, making it towards like um, what they're going to do today and what they're going to, what their intention is. It just, it's fun. I love that. Thank you. Well, could you, you know, Kathy, as 
you know, when things are good, they're good. And, and certainly it's fun to work with energy when everything is, is going well. But for our mm-hmm. listeners, when things aren't maybe going so well and that energy is not flowing mm-hmm. or maybe it's heavy energy, do you mm-hmm. have any tips that what works for you that helps uh, people, you know, be able to get that flow again or change the, the feeling of the energy being not in their favor? Yeah. Some things that really work for me. And this is, I feel like it happens to me about monthly. I'll start picking fights with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the only one. (laughs) That's where it starts, right? Oh, your desk is really dirty. Oh, (laughs) when are you going to take that out? (laughs) These are little grumblings start like, and, and the thing is like, sometimes I can, I hear myself and I'm like, why are you even saying that? Like, look at your desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they just like, oh, I'm doing this crawling motion. Like it just crawls out of me and it just jumps out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it helps no one. But there it is. Right. And that's like, <laughs> that's the, the start of usually my month where I'm just like, oh, my energy's down. I'm not getting yeah. my way. I don't like this. And so what I try to do is like, one, I recognize that this sucks. And for me, what really works is journaling. And I'll just write mm. and I'll do like, um, what is it? Magical mornings where I just start writing just free form. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, what's, what's what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. And then sometimes it, that helps a lot by itself to just get it out. Like, okay, it's out in the world. I can just throw it away. I write so fast and it, it, you can't even read it after, but just like being able to get it out of my system it helps me. And then um, something else that really helps me is like doing something that will, that I know is going to change my mood that I, um, I know is going to make me feel a certain way. So I've been really into manga, Japanese comic books. I've been oh. really into manga and I like it, there is some spy family is really popular and it's so engaging and fun. And every time I read it, I literally laugh out loud. I literally cry. I just go through all these emotions that are good and that I associate with feeling good. And I can't help but smile and just have a good time. So sometimes I'll just go out and get the the next volume and I'll read it. Standing in the sun really helps me mm-hmm. feeling like I'm just like literally before this podcast, I stood out in my garden. I just looked up at the sky and was just like, oh, just charging up. (laughs) I did. And it felt good. It does. Um, And uh, one other thing that I've been doing maybe in the last two months is tapping. That's really helped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I've done it every once in a while, but I had done it when I felt like, oh, I feel like this anxiety is rolling a fight's itching in my tummy. Yeah. <laughs> and I started tapping and I, you, you tap on certain parts of your yeah. upper body and yeah. your face and your head. And then you go through them and you, you state what you're feeling. And then you state like this new emotion you want to feel. And then in between um, rounds of it, you can say like what number one to 10, how you're feeling. So you can kind of gauge where you're at. And the last couple of times I did it, I started at like a, at like a seven or eight anxiety. And by the end I was literally a two or three and I could have done cartwheels out of the room. And, you know, just one of those modalities that you just don't know until you do it, you Mm -hmm. give it a try. So just trying new modalities and seeing what fits, I think is um, a great route to take for anyone feeling uncomfortable or not so not like their best selves and those are the ones that work most for me that's very helpful appreciate that 
Yeah. No, I love the fact that you're both acknowledging it, not trying to sugarcoat it. You know, some people, mm-hmm. I think in the vein of, oh, I'm processing, they spiritually bypass what they're actually feeling. And so, right. you know, I like that you, you acknowledge it and then you take responsibility for where you want to go, whether it's journaling or tapping or some other modality. It's, it's right. not just enough to say everything sucks. You know, mm-hmm. some people, some people stop there. It's like with anger, anger can be an actually incredibly useful tool, but the problem is people just stop at the anger, right? They just feel the anger, they stay in the anger. And that instead of saying, okay, I am angry. This sucks. This is awful. Why? And mm-hmm. what is it trying to tell me? Anger is always a sign that you're not satisfied that obviously, but you know, like have boundaries been crossed or you're not honoring something is, you know, there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. So I love what you're saying. You do the work. Yeah. Um, at, You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, one other thing that I was just thinking about that, um, Sometimes it's hard to get in those moods. Like I'm already in this pit of despair and it feels crummy and it's hard to move. Like you just feel like your whole body's crawling and it's slow. Everything's Mm -hmm. molasses around me. The, the, the thing that um, lifts me up the quickest that I remembered is calling someone, calling someone and having that connection with someone and being like, Hey, I feel terrible. I hope, do you have the time to take this terrible feeling right now and help me crawl out of it you do okay yeah. great if you don't i'll call you later that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i can try, I'll go through a list of people that i yeah. can try to uplift me it's usually like my husband my brother or my best friend <laughs> yeah uh, but a, a person uh, too can help yeah that's reaching out for help that's yeah. that's key because yeah. not every a lot of people want to suffer in silence right and think <sighs> yeah. i don't want to bring anyone else down so, but you have your, your support group, you know, right. who's there to lift you up. Oh, and yeah, so that, that's really true. I think like, you don't want to bring anyone else down, but just ask them first, right? That can get you over that hurdle. That first yeah. hurdle. Hey, can you, can you carry this with me? You can. Okay. Buckle up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so true. As someone who's had depression, part of the insidiousness of it is this mm. not wanting to bother other people. It's, it's like, it draws you in on yourself. And so nobody else knows right. until you finally just state it and just say, you know, I'm having a really lousy day. Can I just talk to you? And I don't mean, I, sometimes I need to process it. Sometimes I just need to say, I'm having a crappy day. And then having that other person's energy there. And it's just like, it helps. It helps. It, it, that, that silent vortex, that silent sucking in, that quicksand. It's the hardest thing. And every time when you get up to, to the other side of the emotion, you always think, I'm going to remember. <laughs> that's that's what I should do. And then you get back into it and you're like, oh, I don't want anybody to no, no. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Do you do anything, Kathy, to protect yourself as far as working with your energy and boundaries, or if you're going to go into um, an unfamiliar area, do you do any ritualistic um, work? Um, I try to keep it really easy when I go out. So I like holding crystals. I like using the worry stone, the thumb kind of imprint ones and um, using it and thinking it and having my intention. There we go. I know I am. I'm holding up my little malachite. I, I just remembered I had this in my pocket. <laughs> my little tiger's eye. Yeah. I like to hold it and, um, touch things again. I think it's like my, my reach for that sensory experience mm-hmm. to carry it like before I have to go and do it. So that's my biggest thing. I try to touch something or breathe life into it with words and get it out that mm-hmm. way. 
Yeah, that helps me the most. And your children are part of this lifestyle. Is your husband as well? Is he open to it? Uh, He's always curious. He asks me about some things and I share it with him. He doesn't, I wouldn't say that he like would spearhead one of these ideas or start it, but he's a, when we, you know, do our circle and we look at the moon or we do our um, affirmations for the day. Yeah. He's bundled up in a, in it with us. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's just like all these things we want to learn and do, you know? Absolutely. So what are the long-term goals that you see? So Mm -hmm. obviously we've got the event side of it for your own self. how, How do you look to expand uh, with your tarot or your energy work as we go forward and we hopefully get freer and right back into unity. Yeah, absolutely. I was, so I have um, some new tarot cloth designs coming out this year. Mm -hmm. I've won, there are all these like hurdles we make for ourselves before we try something new. So I made a cloth where it has spots where you can put the cards and it comes with a sheet of, um, layouts that you can try, especially as a starter. So like you'd put cards on the, on the North to connect with a certain um, suit and you can follow just like what's already included in the cloth. So that one's been fun. Um, That'll come out probably in a couple months. And then I've been getting into, again, I just follow my curiosity, right? I'm like, Oh, I'm curious. Let's see what, where this leads me. So the other thing that I had created recently was casting cloths. Again, I think it's that tangibility, that touching, that feel of something. So I have these charms that I've collected um, on my charm bracelet or just shells or different things over the years. And I have a casting cloth and it's based off of the planetary energy. So it has like different, the seven classical planets and what they represent written on the cloth. So everything's on it. Let's make it as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Then you have your charms and then you kind of have a question, kind of like how you would a pendulum, but it can be a little more open-ended. And then I toss the charms onto the cloth and I kind of see where they land and what they, that guides me to for that day. So that's been really fun. And that one's yeah. a really easy yeah, one to include the girls fun. in, yeah. you know, because yeah. they can choose the charms that matter to them. They'll come in with like five charms. And I'm thinking about bringing that in for our, our home summer school of like right. starting every day with the charm casting and just oh, seeing, kind of letting it lead the day. Yeah. That's yeah. So that's sure. fun. Yeah, um, sure is. That. Yeah. So yeah, following that. And I wanted to do, of course, like more things for families to connect with their kids. And again, I just want to make it as easy as possible. Like it's that hurdle, that first step of like, I don't know where to start. Then it's like, oh, I yeah. guess I'll read this book or I guess I'll do this other thing instead. Like just trying to include it all in the cloth or all in the activity book or all in the download. I'm doing more of that. And my daughter, you know, she came home from summer school. It's not from regular school before summer yesterday. It was the last day. And they, she had her laptop and she opened it up. She's like, oh, look at these pictures I took of me and my friends on her computer. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then half of them were these little video, these instructional videos. And she was like teaching her younger sister, who's two years younger than her, Olive. She was teaching her how to, what was it? Put this toy together. And and then she was just sitting next to me and she was like, I love making videos. And I just thought, (laughs) okay, let's follow that. Let's do it over the summer. You can, you know, I can like teach you about, a tarot suite, or I can teach you about casting charms and we can have a little listen and then I'll record you. You can explain it in any way that makes sense to you. And we can see, you know, put it up or whatever you want to do with it, share it with your friends. And she's just so excited. So 
you know, following that and seeing where it goes, it'll, it'll be really fun. Oh, I love that. And yeah. I love cool. the, the lessons of, um, especially when you're casting or doing cards mm-hmm. and you don't see the ones you want or the charms <laughs> land in a way you don't like. And just that part of accepting it, not trying to do a workaround definition suddenly for the card, just like, okay, <laughs> this is what I, this is it. Right. Now, knowing that this is the energy, it's kind of like, I always say, it's like, um, you, you have a trip, you know, you have to get there and the GPS says certain freeways are shut down or, you know, you don't, you don't just stop and not go. You're like, this is a reality. Now let's work around it. And that's what I think the beauty of casting or tarot is. It's like this acknowledgement of what's there. And then how do we work with what we have to get to where we want? So I love the idea of these little, they're both girls, right? Little girls. girls. Yeah. Just learning that, you know, learning like, this is what I cast or this is what I drew today doesn't mean it's over. It just, you know, like it, it could be great or it could be like, okay, how do we get to where we want knowing that it's going to rain and we need an umbrella. So I, yeah. I just love that. I think it's such a vital skill mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. life that yeah. I love that you're teaching that. To it your kids. is. It seems like you know? it, you're, the real big lesson there is teaching to be in the flow instead of being resistant. And if you learn that yes. at an early age, oh my gosh, you know, I can only imagine, yeah, can you imagine? that can be beneficial, <laughs> right? Right. Or, and recognizing the flow, recognizing yeah. that things have flow, right. you know, just like being sensitive to that. Love that. Right. Right. Which leads into event planning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So much, so much. I, I'm just so excited about it. Again, it, it, has just been my path for the last 20 years. And it's hard to totally step away from that when it's something you love, something yeah. that not only you love, but that you're, you're like, I feel good doing it and I'm good at it. Like people would enjoy the process with me. And I just thought, oh man, if I share this with more people that could benefit so many. And I just, that really lights me up. The idea of um, saving people this time and this energy. And I think the biggest thing is like, I get like people will start buying things and they get so excited and then they get turned off on it because maybe they overbought some things and then they didn't make their money back. And it's like, even just that one step to work with them with that powerful event purpose and that budget blended together, that mm-hmm. helps them so much because when you have that purpose, you can say when everything that you pick up to buy, does this connect to my purpose? No. And that's a lot easier than the lot easier to reference and bounce it off of than pulling up your um, Excel spreadsheet with it, with a budget. Right. Yeah. So just being able to hold it and make it such a quick decision, I think will help a lot of people. You and, have, um, yeah. You mm-hmm. have four words that you had talked about before and mm-hmm. what were your those four, words? Your four spheres. Do you want to share that? Oh, or yeah, is that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Combining that that masculine and feminine energy within events, I call it the four simple spheres of successful events. And that is setup, support, speaking, and surprise. And it's just four really clear areas that I've worked in that give that has given me the most bang for my buck in every event that I've created. When I focus on those, people leave with a fun experience that they energetically connected to where everyone in the room leaves transcended or grown or having learned something in the process. And there's like that takeaway of the hidden surprise of fun. Um, So setup is a lot of the logistical timeline, budget, starting up processes. And that includes the powerful event purpose in it. 
And then um, support is about looking at what you want to focus on and how to look at other people you know or don't know that can pick up those areas that you need support on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is also like letting people shine in their own light, right? So mm-hmm. one of the exercises is to look at your circle of friends and people that you can ask for support on that day if you don't have a team and then being able to look at them and say like, oh, you know what, Johnny, he's always showing up taking photos of everything. Maybe I should ask him to take photos at the event. Like I don't need to hire a photographer. Like let's just let him do what he likes to do and being able to go through your support system in that reference. And then speaking trying to be the lighthouse for your community, the most important thing is to speak with clarity, connection, and care so that they know that they're seen and that you can grow together. So I'm actually working, this is a fun area for me, the first time actually, I'm working with my husband in that space because he's a national award-winning champion for national speaking. And he actually teaches college students how to do that too. So I thought, Hey, why? <laughs> let's look at that support sphere and yeah. come on over. <laughs> oh, wow. And so he's really excited to connect with these speakers and help them speak in public. And they might be the first time for some people, but as long as you are practicing and as long as you are focusing on your message and working on what your takeaways are, like you can be a good public speaker in that regard, you know, especially when you're surrounded by people who are there for you, who are mm-hmm. eager to learn from your lesson. Um, yeah, just blending that with his skills. So excited. That'll be really fun for the both of mm-hmm. us. That's a new venture for us. And then surprise is all about like, I think a lot of marketing is like, look at all the exciting things you can do and put all of that in every bullet point on your website. So everyone can see that you're the best. And it's, it's very masculine in that sense, right? Traditional mm-hmm. marketing, but then surprise for me connects to that mark. It connects to the other side of that marketing, the feminine side of that marketing of keep, keep some things for up your sleeve, like keep some of those exciting things for lady later. Cause then I think that translates to the memorability of what's, mm-hmm. what's happened. Like we're going to an, um, an Airbnb, this uh, cabin we found for our anniversary. And I had noticed like online that a lot of people were saying like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. And there's this extra thing that you're going to get. I'm not going to spoil it by talking Aww. about it in the comments. And we're just <laughs> like, oh, what could that be? And then it also makes you part of this like little community of like, oh, yeah. we, know, we know what's up after we do it, whatever it is. <laughs> But the surprise is so fun and can be so powerful in a way to make it memorable and make it last something to reference later on. So what I'm doing with my coaching is focusing on those four simple spheres of a successful event. And, you know, all the other stuff, you know, cut it, (laughs) save your time, save your energy, save your money, get it out of there (laughs) because it's alluring, right? But it's ultimately not as important as other things as you energetically preparing and showing up. So I think that'll be really fun. And you know, if you guys want to do an event, if you ladies want to do an event, I think that would be really exciting. (laughs) We would have to work up to that and we will definitely be dragging you because it would have been your idea. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. I I tell everyone who connects with me, like, 
especially if they have an Instagram, um, social media, I tell them like, look, don't start from scratch. Look at what you've created. Like you've done a lot. You've put a lot out there. You've shared a lot of lessons. Like even just look at your social media feed. Like, what do you post? I know y'all, you post beautiful quotes. You post about your podcast, about your guests. I mean, really just thinking about it now, like really quickly, um, something beautiful that could be done if you had an event was putting care into handwritten quotes on everyone's seat and having that be something mm. they can have a takeaway and journal and something physical they can take with them. That would be really simple, but handwritten, it would be really personalized for them. And then the three of you, you have, you are all connected to Reiki, but you also have your own methodologies and your own different areas of focus that you could speak into. And then you can each have like one hour of the day where we focus on just what you, what lights you up. And then that building in that individual time, it would allow the rest of you to rest, restore, and also connect with other people in the audience or in the event. And then, you know, you can look, this is so fun. I love, I love just like, I know this is amazing. What can we do there? (laughs) (laughs) What can we do there? Yes. (laughs) And then you could even like for the support circle, you could look at your your podcast guest, ahem, ahem, and then lean on them, <laughs> right, to stand in their light and share that as another hour of your event. And that would give you some more time to connect with other people. And then it would, okay, clearly, it would culminate with a live podcast, right? There you go. <laughs> it would be so fun. It's what we do. Yes, 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 yes. You take live questions. You would connect with people What's in the audience. That? Like that, again, it's just all leaning into like, what can you only do in person? What can you Mm -hmm. only do from being in the room together? And how can you focus that energy that everyone's coming with, excited, um, ready to learn, ready to grow? How can you foster that um, with that space? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. In a couple of years or whenever you feel yeah, ready, you the no, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Because I mean, grace healing. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh so yeah. Fun. We'll be calling on you. It it, it'll be, be so in a little fun. while, but we will be calling on you. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. It's when people are ready. So uh, with that, yeah. could you tell the listeners where they can you know, find you, your website, your information? When Absolutely. do they reach out to you? Like yeah. how, how far along do they, do you need like advanced notice? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, again, I want to make it as simple as possible. So connecting that masculine, feminine energy, I was thinking about the structure for a course or working with someone would be an easy moon month, right? Going through all those cycles, going through all those spheres in a month. And that gives you enough time to align with what you want to do connect with your audience. And again, these are people generally with a community already there. So connect with your audience and show up for them, right? So that month would be just going through these different four simple spheres and fine-tuning your message. And then definitely I'm really active on Instagram lately. So come on over there, just DM me. I'm going to have a link. I'm going to have a um, a webinar coming up. So come on in there, depending on when this airs, join the webinar. Come, come on over. I can tell you about what your future event can look like. Some <laughs> offer some options. Love that. Yeah. Or catch the replay. It'll be really fun. Okay. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on. It, it was fabulous. 
as, as always. always. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoy it. I enjoy it just as much as you do, or more. I think that truly. comes across. That comes across in your oh, work. You've you. such yeah. a yeah. Uh, delight in in your words and knowledge and excitement. So it's wonderful to see. It really is. Thank you. Well, listeners, that's all the time that we have today. We like to thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers Podcast Show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers Podcast Show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast. 